Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome to CC with BB, Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. And the question for today is, why do we pay attention to coincidences? Is there a rational explanation? And let's start off with a famous coincidence story about the two Lauras. In June of 2001, two 10-year-old girls, each named Laura Buxton, were living 140 miles apart in England. The grandfather of one sent up a helium balloon with her name and address on it. He wanted her to have a friend. She was lonely. The balloon landed near the house of the other Laura. How'd that happen? The girls, both tall for their age, were the same height, and both decided to wear pink jumpers jumpers and jeans for their first meeting. Both had brown hair, which they wore in the same style. Both girls had three, three-year-old black Labrador, Labrador retrievers and gray pet rabbits. They also had guinea pigs. 
The amazing thing is that the balloon landed near the other Laura and that each needed a friend and they became best friends. And this is one of those head scratchers. How did this happen? This is telling us something about the nature of reality that we haven't paid attention to. Well, our guest today, uh, Magda Osman, wrote the following in Scientific America. Searching for patterns is essential to our cognition and survival, and the cost of not having this ability far outweighs the false paths we take when we see patterns that aren't there. If we observe a pattern, then we have detected a regularity in the world, and a regularity is likely to have a causal basis. We can use this regularity to make a prediction, and if we can predict, we can control future events more reliably to our great advantage. Dr. Osman is currently an associate professor at Queen Mary University of London. She's authored 70 publications in various journals in psychology and other social sciences, and three books, each of which touch on topics concerning consciousness, agency, and control. Her publications reflect her research interest in psychology, neuroscience, management, philosophy, and economics. She takes a critical eye to well-accepted views and challenges the status quo around issues around basic science and applied research, decision-making, and other things. Her research interests cover a range of areas that include problem-solving, biases, uncertainty, and the unconscious. In summary, uh, reading this, uh, Magda, you're a troublemaker, aren't you? <laughs> well, that's a very apt summary of I think what my <laughs> general research approach is, yes, slightly disruptive, I'd say. <laughs> slightly disruptive. Now you've you've applied your thinking to to coincidences. Why don't you tell us what you think about? I've summarized some of what you said, but how you got to to looking at coincidences as useful that are necessary part of the ways we explore reality. How did you get to that? And tell us some of your conclusions. Um. So the story of how I got into this was uh, I've been working with a colleague of mine called Mark Johansson um, at Cardiff University in the UK. And um, we've known each other for probably about 15 years now. And um, his primary work uh, is in uh, category learning. So seemingly totally different to coincidences. And my work, as you sort of described, sort of covers lots of things. Not pri It wasn't primarily coincidences, but we sort of got ch chatting about a load of stuff. And we, 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 re we realized that um, what was of interest to us on sort of a much deeper level is, well, how do we make sense of things around causes? And how do we spot things that are useful to us? So from the category learning perspective, we categorize what, things. What, what's, what's category learning? What, please well, explain what you mean by that. So uh, category learning is, well, it's, 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 again, some of the sort of most fundamental stuff we ever do, which is we, we find things that relate to each other. And from that, we try to organize the the basis on how they're related to each other so and that's that's just what i'm doing with coincidences i'm right exactly I'm, I'm, de I'm developing a taxonomy of coincidences by putting stuff together to make categories right and you know actually the basic principles of science is fundamentally driven yeah. by yeah. exactly that yeah so you know it's profoundly basic and yeah. um uh, which is why it's often missed. Like people just don't sort of pay attention quite so much to, you know, any developments in science require first detecting something and then categorizing it or forming taxonomy. So that's sort of Mark's bag. So that's where he sort of comes from. Mm -hmm. Where I come from was, well, I was doing a whole load of stuff around sort of control and um, control is sort of an interesting issue because it starts, well, once you start scratching the sort of surface of what that means, you're having to think about, well, what are we trying to control? 
how are we trying to make sense of things in order to try to control something? You need, well, you can't know to do something, even the most basic thing, like you switch on a light. Yeah, that's controlling something, but yeah. that yeah. requires you making some very basic connection between what you do or what you understand of the world and the fact that you can make something happen. So again, it's sort of very profoundly basic things. But then once you start sort of, so through various discussions where we were sort of trying to connect up some of the stuff that we were doing, and basically because we're both very inquisitive people anyway, uh, we're sort of talking around coincidences because we're thinking, well, you know, the, how Marx work around sort of taxonomies and category learning relates to control so my end of the of the sort of psychology world is causality and then once you go down that route oh then... causality is so hard really uh, <laughs> Isn't I mean, it? It, it's just you get correlation which is uh, okay i can get that but then how you go f from correlation to causation is such a big leap but just looking at philosophical discussions of causation they don't know what they're talking about and then i try to then i try to get into ex the difference between explanation and causation and it gets it gets difficult oh yeah yeah i mean the yeah the way that's resolved and also yeah, then once you get into that, then you've got problems of induction, all of the sort of, you know, very basic, heady, sort of massive areas where you think, well, okay, how do we know what we know? Yeah, and all that. Well, let's skip ahead. Let's, let's, uh, these are important questions, but I want to get to the, the, the right, heart yes. of what, okay. you're, what so, you're up to. Yeah, so how did I, so that, so the early discussions sort of started, you know, more formally around around about 10 years ago where actually it was a very throwaway kind of study which you should be familiar with because you've been doing sort of very similar things so the first thing was well look why don't we just get people to do diary studies where we just get them to record the coincident actual coincidences that they experience so uh -huh. not faked experiences yeah real ones because this is a psychology of sort of coincidences tends to sort of set up these really boring fake sort of right. you know, examples. Now well, let's forget all of that. Let's start from scratch and get get out there and find let's out what. what let's get some doing. stories. Let's get some exactly. stories from from real people. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Ex exactly. So that's why I see a kindred spirits here. So, uh, so I did this about now ten years ago. And uh, we got sort of massively interesting things back. Now, the the additional thing that we did was when we said, OK, um, when you record all of the experiences that you have given this particular period, let's say over five weeks, just say, just record whatever you think sort of counts as a coincidence good, as good, you good, good, define good. it. Uh, good, good, yeah. what, what we what we think of it, because we don't good. actually know ourselves. Um and then what we did was we said for for these for these coincidental experiences, all we want you to do is basically say, um, yeah, how likely do you think they would occur if they were to occur again? That was it. That was the wow. basic additional wow. question that we asked. And I think from wow. that, wow. that set us on a path where we spent probably close to. Um, yeah, I've never experienced this before in any other aspects of my own research. We spent at least sort of five, six years trying to whittle what we found to try to condense everything to be able to say, this is what we think a definition of coincidences is. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I've never spent that length of time <laughs> trying to work on sort of defining something. We're coming, to, we're coming to the end of this segment, and what I... What you were doing was trying to take what their probability estimates of that coincidence recurring is or was, yeah. and yeah. that's all you asked, and yep. that be that became a morass for you to have to make some sense out of. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that question uh, for our next segment to try to answer it because people's ability to estimate probability has often been called into question, and that's part of what we're going to be talking about. 
You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, and our guest is Magda Osman. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Yes, 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 yes. That song is called All These Coincidences, and part of it's, it's part of a CD album that Francesco Ronchetti and I have put together based on songs from my book. And the first, the song you heard earlier was a song based on the two Lauras as we ended the last segment. That song was about the two Lauras. And you can get that CD by going to my website, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. But today we are we are talking with Magda Osman, and we have we are looking at coincidences, and we are looking at her many years uh, research in asking people who recorded their coincidences to estimate the probability of that same coincidence or something like it recurring again. Uh, tell us what you found. Well, we found unlike. Um, well, we found lots of things, but one of the things that we were very mindful of, because um, in addition to our sort of basic areas of research, we're also uh, both Mark and I are researchers in judgment decision making. So we know something about probabilities and how sort of the, the literature on that sort of suggests that we're we as humans are quite hopeless in understanding and navigating probabilities in the world. Do you believe that? No. <laughs> no, neither do I. <laughs> no, it's you know, it's absolutely yes. It's, well, here's it's the, the thing. way statisticians make their money by saying the rest of us can't figure out probability. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, the do we make some errors? Yes, of course. We make errors in lots of places. Yes, we make errors that are so profound that you know suggest that we just couldn't be able to sort of handle the world of probabilities. No, because. Yeah, we, we tacitly deal with probability all of the time. Every day we make probability estimates in our decision-making particularly, yes. Yes, absolutely. So 
what what we were so given that that's the approach that we took which is yeah slightly different from as you say you know statisticians actually many other sort of philosophers also and yeah depending how far you want to sort of extend the disciplines that care about coincidences they sort of give humans a sort of bad press so they you know let, let's just take a slightly different stance here well, what is this telling us about how people understand probabilities in relation to their experiences of coincidences what we found was that actually we ran from that very first study a series of you know maybe 10 other experiments following on from that which show that um people have sort of fairly good estimates of what they think you know how rare things are and how common things are <laughs> so despite the fact that we all massively vary in our experiences of the world somehow if you present people with a set of coincidences that have been genuinely experienced and you ask them to make probability estimates actually quite complicated ones and they're not straightforward to sort of think about these things what it reveals is sort of two things one statisticians have got a really sort of a slightly mm, a miss view of coincidences and how to actually uh, calculate pr probabilities fairly around coincidence that's one the other thing is that people converge massively in their probability estimates so we can get people to rank all of these different coincident, coincidental experiences that people had recorded, their sort of diary entries, and say, okay, rank them in terms of the least sort of likely, the sort of the rarest and the most common. And you find that actually over sort of multiple experiments, people converge in the way they rank these things, in the way they make judgments, probability estimates about them. So there's something that people can do pretty well. <laughs> have, you yeah, written, have you written that up? Yeah. So, well, well actually, that's... Uh, that's not been that's that's been a labor of love so we have actually been we, we have written that up it's currently under review and okay. we'll see what happens with that but um Could, the, then continue go ahead because i want i need to have i need to have that <laughs> it's yeah it's um it's slightly technical because it has to appeal to lots yeah, of yeah. audiences I translate technical into regular language as part of my job, so that's, yes, don't worry about but, that. But, but let's continue. So you, so you can't. So you were able to conclude that people aren't so bad that they converge, that they agree, and that reality supports their agreement that they can make rare versus uh, highly co more common uh, estimates. Yes, which is yeah. The, the how important that is should be stressed because. Yeah, look at what we're dealing with, which is that each person has their own experiences of the world, their own beliefs, their own value systems, which differ vastly from the next person, from the next person, so on. And yet, over a course of you know, 10 experiments, we can show that irrespective of those differences, people converge in the way they make judgments about these types of events that people have experienced before, these that, genuine that, coincidences. That, that is profoundly important. Yeah, well, it's profoundly important because bearing in mind that people have different religious beliefs, yeah. right? They have di different understandings of coincidence. We never tell people how to understand coincidences. You know, we don't tell them here's the definition now apply it yeah. we're interested in how they understand it and yet yeah. without even telling them somehow this what our work shows is that there's some tacit understanding which means that we we can estimate what we think are more probable and less probable or more extreme coincidences and less extreme coincidences. Yeah, yeah, that, that, it's, without going into more details about the statisticians, and we could do that in the birthday surprise question and how yeah. that's not relevant, uh, and, it's, and this, it skews it off. We could get into that, and I'd like to, but let's, let, for our audience, let, let's continue on about how, how what all this means about coincidences. The other side, so how the, this... 
so what we found we also connected back to prior literature so yeah as you know well know there's a sort of long history of work in this area in sort of potted different sort of bits of psychology and and beyond and a lot of that work that had been done um which was actually quite niche and often forgotten looked at individual differences so it looked at you know how people differed in terms of their um their educational background, their age, gender, um, their beliefs, and so on. And and that work also shows that, I mean, what I think is credible work shows that actually, that these things aren't predictive of one, the types of experiences that people report. And also, um, it, so whether you, be, you know, believe certain things or not, doesn't prevent you from seeing coincidences in a certain way. Right? So <laughs> and what that's, is that? That's good. And what is that certain way? Well, so the <laughs> so we're getting into sort of quite uh, controversial territory here. So let's say, yeah, you know, some people might say they see a particular event that happens to them or let's say they you know they dream of something happening and the next day that thing happens or you know they have sort of a premonition of some kind and it says don't take the train that day they don't take the train for whatever reason they're late and they don't they miss the train and then something terrible happens on you know the, the in on the train yeah, um yeah so uh, whether you have a particularly kind of religious belief or not, you would still see that as quite a profound experience. Uh -huh. So, the so what we show and what other work shows is that you're going to experience that whether you have a belief, a particular type of religious belief or not. So. There's, we need to separate out the experiences of coincidences and the interpretation of experience. Of, of I, think, I think what you're saying is that you can still, no matter what your belief is, you can still have a, a strong emotional response to the coincidence. And then you, in, then you may interpret it according to your beliefs, but you can still react to it with intense emotion. Yeah, well, it's not only that you react to it with intense emotion, that you'd actually see it to start with. That <laughs> oh, you actually, oh, good, you actually see. It. So that's so important. Yeah, that's, that's so I important. Mean, that's, yeah. that's, that is also profoundly important. So yeah, it is. It the, is. It's, it's the what we get into, which is sort of very sticky and complicated, is how you interpret these things and whether you think there is a causal sort of force or mechanism that explains experiencing them or having them. Yeah, what actually explains the coincidence itself? But yeah. that's different from initially experiencing the coincidence. And so what our work shows and other work sort of historically has shown is that it doesn't matter what kind of beliefs you have, um, what educational background you have, you know, how competent you are at probabilities and so on. You will still see these things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you will still see these things. You will still see these things. Yeah, that's the kind of uh, basic groundwork thinking that you like to do. It's like, let's start with the beginning. Exactly. And uh, then the assumptions you can make that no matter who you are, you're going to see coincidences. And, and, and that's where it starts. And that's, okay, we're coming to the end of this. We're coming to the end of this segment. Um, you're listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Butman, MD. We're on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. We're talking with Magda Osman about the basics of coincidences. Like no one else I've ever, ever, ever loved in my life. Loved him. Oh, I love... 
They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jennings, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand, live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The psychosphere is our mental atmosphere. Uh, one of the ideas I suggest in my book, and this song comes from a CD album based on stories from my book, and this, it's, it is available on iTunes under Connecting with Coincidence. We're talking with Magda Ausman about coincidences and the basics of coincidence. One of the places that you got to after the idea that people will see them no matter what their belief system is, and that, that I make that assumption, but I don't say it. Um, now, where where have you taken that? Because I, I think this this idea of of coincidences as uh, clues to causality mm-hmm. is so important, or at least clues to patterns is so important. And that's that's your to me that's your major contribution. Uh, well. Uh, maybe to you, because I might be preaching to the converted, <laughs> but uh, it's not necessarily something that's well accepted in other circles. So um, I get the sense that it's funny. So with the things that we've been talking about, the there are aspects of the community that will say, well, OK, yes, yeah, so what? So it's almost like, well, you're not telling us anything we haven't realized already. Meaning, well, no, we are telling you something new and interesting and important. 
or or they'll say well okay well <laughs> you know i don't think you justified that well enough so how do we navigate the research community that has sort of bizarre notions about coincidences or very well entrenched but positions around as you started in you know an earlier segment sort of saying around statisticians and their views about probabilities and that we're not very good at handling them and all of that kind of stuff so yes yes yeah, it's very what important we're my question those are my questions too magda those are my questions too yes so it's so it's so it's hard because um you know, if you strip everything back, which is basically what we were doing, we had no agenda other than to try to understand what was going on. And but, but maybe sort of only one agenda, which is to try to, yeah, the, well, not an agenda, it's an approach, which is let's assume that what we do is generally fairly sensible. <laughs> yeah, the, we as humans, when we operate and we're doing things, are doing things that are generally okay, <laughs> rather than just quickly sort of resort to saying, oh, well, people are just biased or irrational or and all of that, because that's sort of very loaded and unhelpful. So what we were fundamentally interested in is what are the actual cognitive mechanisms? So what, what goes on in our mind when we're actually experiencing coincidences when we detect them we make sense of them we explain them to ourselves what are the psychological processes associated with that and that's basically it we're not making assumptions about what goes on in the world like how the reality is constructed just the psychological mechanisms that allow us to see things a certain way that's that's what we we're interested oh, in. oh that's good that's good that's good that you're that's good go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. so so then this is so I'll read out the definition because I I sort of I'm proud of this because well it's mostly Mark's work than mine but between us sort of had, as I said you know we worked close to about t five or so years to get to this one sentence <laughs> which is wow. bizarre because no one else outside of academic life would understand why anyone would do this <laughs> um, so our definition and this was based on as I said primarily on the the initial diary stuff that we got which is coincidences are surprise are surprising pattern repetitions that are observed to be unlikely by chance but are nonetheless at some point ascribed to chance because the search for causal mechanisms has produced hasn't produced anything more plausible than chance so to sort of unpack that what that means is that well, we're really good at detecting patterns. So, and as you quoted me earlier, yeah, this is profoundly important to us because if you can't spot things that happen regularly, then you know you can't navigate the world. So we do that anyway. The thing about coincidences is that they're surprising to us. Yeah. Separate issue, how do you actually define surprising? That's not straightforward. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> but let's say, you know, all surprising, all meaningful, even bigger issue. Bigger issue. But they so but let's say there are these these things that we see have to repeat. So it's not one-off thing. Like so I have a thought of something happening or I have a memory of something happening or, you know, someone comes to mind that I haven't thought about for a long time. And then two seconds later, they call me. So the repetition is the person in my head that I thought of had then called me. So that's the repetition, right? Is that surprising? Because you think, okay, I haven't thought about them for years and now I've thought about them and they've called me. So that seems unlikely by chance. So you're sort of seduced into thinking, well, there's got to be something going on here. How else would this happen? It just doesn't feel like chance would have orchestrated this. So you start searching through your head. You think, well, what could explain that? If you have a causal explanation for that, you could say, well, I'm psychically connected to this person or something then that's an explanation which means that it's not a coincidence. You've just explained, you've given a causal explanation for it. The key to coincidences is that you can't find a causal explanation that you think is plausible enough. 
So then you have to say, well, okay, it's basically down to chance because how else could it have happened? So that's sort of a deconstruction of that definition based on what we had thought and what we had seen from what people had said in their own experiences. So that sort of captures some of the things that you also are interested in that I know that you've sort of done in your own work, which is, yeah, we both sort of converge in our views that this gives us important clues to how we make sense of the world anyway. It's not just coincidences happen to be a really cool, neat area that gives us vital clues as to how our cognition is set up. Right? That's, yeah, that's what I, I'm making a separation. Um, you're looking at psychological uh, and the the mechanisms by which we process coincidences. Right. And an important thing that I got, as silly as it was for me not to get it, is that the a pattern A, the thought in your mind, is repeated by pattern B, the thought in your environment. But by, yeah. by, by event B. And event A and event B have form a pattern. There, there's a similarity between the two of them. And and define here we define pattern as a repetition of what? What is that for, how do you define that first event, say the thought of somebody? It's not a pattern yet. It is a pattern. That's the trouble with it. It's part of a pattern of thinking. You can a pattern of having thought about somebody is a pattern, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about something that's different. And this is, you see where I'm trying to get to? Yeah, I do. But the but the thing is that so then when you the it's the repetition, right? So this is where you sort of say, you know, you sort of say this yourself. Yeah, you know, the, there's a similarity. Again, it's what straight. It's not straightforward how you, how each individual treats similarity, because it could be similarity. Yeah, there's a, a relationship between the initial thing that oh, goes that, on in your that's head. Another, that's another question. What would you mean by similarity? And we can get a little crazy about that, too. Sure. Uh, it's a, <laughs> one of those things. And we're not going to do that right now. Let's pretend we know what that means. I'm talking about I'm talking about a thought is is also a pattern. I mean, it's a, it's an example of a pattern. I thought of somebody is an example of a pattern of thought. Okay? Um, I think maybe this is where we differ. Right. So I would say the the thought, yeah, it's it's only going to stick as interesting if it repeats outside yes. your head. Right. Yes. So yeah. me yes. thinking about someone that I've not thought about for for ages is just you're right. OK, it's a series of you know, of connected things in one's head. Well, sort there's, of mental there, activities. There, there, there's a pattern uh, of at one level. I think I have thoughts about people. That's a pattern. And then I have a specific thought about somebody else. And that's an event that's part of a pattern of thought. But it's it's the similarity of that event repeating in its in the external environment that creates a different kind of pattern. It's different from the thought. I think of somebody pattern. There's still a word pattern. So, hey, I'm looking at different definitions of pattern, different t subtypes of the word pattern. Yeah, yes. I mean, we we could get into the sort of semantics of this, which is, again, sort of maybe a bit of a headache. <laughs> but, let's but necessary, say, but necessary. Well, yeah, sure. But let's say um, in the yes, you I mean, I, I know what you're getting at, but to sort of let's say simplify things for for our purpose or for my purposes for the coincidences then you know what we're doing is sort of seeing that there is some kind of connection between a mental experience we have yeah we've either dreamt something or we thought about something and then that is repeated that, that is repeated yeah, in the, the environment and yeah. there's some there's something different about it's a different kind of pattern is what i think we're talking about yes. we've, yes. we've we, and we've come to the end of this segment you're listening to connecting with coincidence with your host Dr. Bernie Bateman on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Our guest is Magda Osmond, and we're talking about patterns. I loved him. Loved him. 
they are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. That was that was a song called OMG, uh, and it's based on a story of San Francesco, who co-wrote the songs with for this album with me about his having the same birthday as the man in Italy, who um, translated uh, my book into um, Italian, and I don't mean same just same birth date; it was the same birthday, and a variety of other coincidences involving the two of them and you can you can get this album by putting coincidences songs into your into your search browser or looking at looking on um, iTunes for coincidence songs or connecting with coincidence we're talking to Magda Osmond and we're talking about patterns um, Magda we were talking and this is don't want to spend too much time with this because I want to get to some of the other things but that there's a certain type of pattern that happens if I think something and then I see it out there. It's a repetition of it's a repetition of uh, patterns. Uh, it's a it's just like a, a higher order pattern. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I, I right when we start talking about it in those terms, this is where we get into sticky ground because. Um, this is where I think, yeah, what what we count as meaningful and um, right. So the <laughs> there. So <laughs> we have to isolate some things that go on yes. in our head. Yes. So and this is sort of getting back to the sort of similarity stuff, which you were talking about in the previous segment. Which is, okay, so somehow something sort of sticks in your head. You think, okay, well, this is, this is sort of unusual or different. So this is where in the definition we have, it has to be something surprising. Yeah. Right, so then, so let's say, you know, that might constitute high order because if that then is repeated somehow in the world, yeah, in combination, that 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 set of events, the, yes. sort of, the repetition, is yeah. the thing then yes. that makes you think, huh, okay, huh. that's weird. Yeah. Right, so, so something 
unusual and rare. So in the category of thinking about people, yeah, we think about people all the time because we're social creatures. Um, so that's not. What about calling some, relating surprising to unexpected? Because uh, Samantha Copeland uh, defines serendipity, including uh, unexpected, and she defines, and this gets me, she put she equates chance with unexpected. Now I'm not asking you to comment on that, but the idea to me of surprising being unexpected, co coming out of unexpected, I think is an essential part of that reaction yes i mean the the well these so this is the other thing that maybe is worth sort of to, to sort of add to this which may be useful is that yeah what we think of as surprising or unusual or you know unexpected is against the backdrop of usual expected yes, typical yes, things yes, right so yes. they're, they're relative to each other so which right, is why right. this is sort of very hard for yeah you because know, you think well w we vary in terms of what we experience so you you might be someone that's sort of lucky to experience all sorts of sort of bizarre and weird things so you just think okay well yeah <laughs> against i do magda i do <laughs> i do <laughs> So, so yeah. So your relative terms of what is weird, bizarre, unexpected against the backdrop of usual normal things is going to be different to mine because you know, given the range of experiences you've had and I've had. But in relative terms, you know, me thinking about something that I think is unusual is against the back or unexpected is against the backdrop of usual typical things that yes, I would yes, think of. Yes, then from that, you know, call it chance, call it unexpected, call it, you know, whatever. In relation to that, that same thing then somehow is repeated. Well, I've seen a version of what I think has been repeated in the world. Yes. Right. Yes. And so that in combination makes you go, huh? <laughs> and then that forces you to think, well, something's got to have caused that to happen because when things like that happen there's usually some causal mechanism yes. that explains them right yes. so and this is why you know simply sort of dismissing all of this stuff as just saying oh it's just coincidence is not doing the experience of coincidences justice because we're out there trying to make sense of things that happen and sometimes unusual, rare things that happen are indicative of a new causal explanation that we hadn't originally thought of. Right. So we can't if we if we deny ourselves that we're not learning what's going on in the world. Right. <laughs> I think I'm preaching to the converted here. <laughs> no, but the, and maybe some of our audience, too. But you, you're, I've I say right because I read what you've written. And I've been able to to think about it and confirm, yes, coincidences are a way of figuring out what's going on out there. Because I, I, I grew up wondering what is the nature of reality. I, I know there's something more going on around here than they're telling me. And I, I ended up using coincidences more and more as as little curiosity buttons to try to figure out what's happening. Yeah, but the thing is that, let's say, you know, because we're academics, we care about this kind of stuff, and then we go off and try and make sense of it. But the thing is, from a sort of day-to-day -day perspective for someone who's not, you know, doesn't have that kind of profession, it doesn't mean that they're not thinking the same thing on some level. It, so that's, it, yeah. yeah, I read a long time ago, we're all, we're all scientists trying to figure out what's happening. Right, and we, and we yeah. do our little experiments. I mean, little, my younger son, his experiment was pushing buttons to see what would happen, which is what kids like to do. And a lot of those buttons were in his mother to see what would happen to her. Right, right. We, so yeah, that's a brilliant example because you know almost everything could seem coincidental when you're just born, but somehow you then figure out. These are the things that keep happening, and I make stuff happen. If I cry, someone comes and does stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I better do that again. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> that's so, right. Yeah. And then you just amplify that with the more experiences you have in the world. So then you think, okay, I know. Now, 
this is where the philosophy stuff kicks in because you think, well, how do you know to know that those are the things that really reflect what goes on in the world or not? And and we can't solve that. Yeah, science tries to solve that because we're trying to understand and make sense and sort of describe mechanisms that connect things in the world. But yeah, even if we're not scientists, we're somehow, as you say, you know, mini scientists because we're kind of trying to do that on our own. <laughs> trying to do it on our own and let's collaborate a little bit. And that's what we're trying to do. Now, we're, we have a couple of minutes left, but that Laura Buxton story, um, that that's that's been out there. That's that's observable. It's not it, it's not one where I think it and then it happens. The grandfather put the balloon up. You could see the balloon and the name of Laura Buxton on there, and then it finds another Laura Buxton. That's that's highly similar <laughs> to Laura yeah. Buxton's. 140 miles apart. What is what would you do with that? Well, it's so what I would do with that. Uh, as what, as a psychologist, <laughs> or as me? <laughs> How about one or the other, or both? Go ahead. Well, the yeah, I think I ref we might have referred to examples some like this, and actually in some of the diary studies that we we ran, yeah, you know, the the coincidences that are deemed the most incredible and the most coincidental are exactly along these lines, which is yeah, you, know, you have multiple repetitions of multiple in highly similar things. Yes, yes, yes. So okay, yeah. God damn it! Something's going to be making that happen. Like, how the hell could that possibly happen? Yeah, but the thing yeah, yeah. is that we constrain our attention to those similar similar things while not paying attention to the dissimilar things. Yes. So, yeah, that's where you, you, again we sort of making relative judgments against what seems totally unexpected against the really mundanely expected. And so well, this is why you, you statisticians just, will go on. We only got a short period of time left. We, what you did was the, the repetition of, let's say, numbers or monkeys or something. Yeah. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this, just these two things with this Laura Buxton one. There's no repetitions. There's no third balloon. It's one balloon to, uh, and two names that are the same connecting up over 140 miles. Yeah, but that is a repetition. Oh, it is a repetition, but not not like three or four of them where your attention is being constrained to looking at the same numbers. No, but the, no, no, no. I don't mean that. I just mean there's a rep. So there's a repetition in that the two Lauras are somehow connected now. Yes. Then on top of that, what you do, what one does, is then sort of notices a whole load of other things which seem to be the repetition. Oh, they've got dogs that are the same. They're both at a birth. birth the, those the, those I think are like distractors. I think the. Well, we're going to have, maybe we can continue this conversation another time because we're sure. coming to the end of this. But the fundamental thing was that the the two names and they that they each needed a friend and they and that worked. I mean, the outcome was positive. What the grandfather wanted for for his granddaughter. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence with your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Our guest has been Magda Osmond, and the the idea is that coincidence are useful ways to figure out what's going on around us. No one else I've ever, ever, ever loved in my life. I loved him. Oh, I loved him. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. 
Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. 